Welcome, y'all, to the Nuga Bell Show, a podcast all about stories of the South straight from the sources. I'm your host, Kate Robertson, the Southern food and lifestyle blogger behind athoughtandahalf.com, based in the scenic city of Chattanooga, Tennessee. The Nuga Bell Show is a place where people from all walks of life can share their stories of life in the South as they have lived, seen, and experienced it. So pour yourself a glass of sweet tea or a cup of coffee and enjoy this episode of the Nuga Bell Show. Hey y'all, welcome back to the Nuga Bell podcast. This is episode 11 and I'm super excited to be at Chattanooga Brewing Company with CFC goalkeeper and fan favorite, Mr. Salsa himself, Tom Halsall. Hey, thank you very much for having me. Yes. Really appreciate it. Oh, we're so excited to talk to you. So, how old were you when you first started playing soccer? Uh, I was a late bloomer, actually. Um, I started playing when I was around 10. Um, I was watching the World Cup um, in 2002 and got a little bit of an interest there. And then I didn't actually join a team um, and get into it until I was around around 10. I started off as an outfield player, thought I was going to be the next David Beckham because I, <laughs> I was quick and I could kick it pretty far. Um, turns out it wasn't that good and then one day I got thrown in goal because um, my team was losing something like 17-0 at half time, which for us back then was a pretty good result. Um, so because I was the biggest, uh, I, you know, I got I got thrown in goal, and, and the rest is, is history. It all just it all just clicked, and uh, yeah, here we are. Yeah. So they say to be a goalkeeper, you have to be just a little bit crazy. Is that true? Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I'm not. I'm absolutely bonkers. Um, I'm a I'm a I'm a guy who loves life, and I, I try to see the fun in every situation, and especially when you're out there, you know, you're diving at people's feet, and you're coming out and getting clattered, and. Half the time you don't even think it's just instinct, but it's the best feeling uh, in the world to come out and you know get 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 hammered and yeah. get smashed like that. So you do have to be crazy. Um, you know, you, you just do things like I said with with instinct, and you just you don't think. You just go ahead and do what you yeah. need to do. It's part of the job, and it's the best part. Oh yeah, so it's, it's so much fun to watch the goalkeepers. Yeah, the hand-eye coordination and like the instinct and just uh-huh. like knowing mm-hmm. where to go and that it just blows my mind. Yeah, there's so much more to it than people think. You know, people think it's just about making saves and there's there's so much more to it, you know. You, the mental side of things is is key as we <laughs> saw yesterday, you know, it's you know, mistakes will happen with with goalkeepers and you know, it's just how you respond to them and how you react and you know, we're all human at the end of the day and but it's a great it's a great position for character building um, because you're kind of as a goalkeeper you're kind of on the outskirts of the team, you know, you train separately, you you know, you're on your own at the back there. It can be a lonely world, a lonely world at times, and you know. But it's it's great to, to build your mental strength, and it's I love it. I, I love everything about it. I, I love it. I really do. You played with a, another NPSL club for a little bit. Did they have a dedicated goalkeeper coach as well? Uh, I played at, yeah at Asheville last year. They had they had a goalkeeper coach. Yeah, uh, there Josh. Yeah, he was he was really good. I enjoyed working with them, but um, just things didn't, didn't work out for me there. Mm-hmm. So. Thought I'd return home. Yeah, we're so happy you did. Yeah, yeah. And I just, I, you know, I went out looking to, to play more as any as any player would do, and you know, just worked hard. I enjoyed it. Enjoyed, you know, trying to impress new coaches, new teammates, new staff, um, new fan base. It was very di- very different though. Nothing is ever like the fans here. The fans at this club are just they leave me speechless every time you're out on the field, and you know they're very passionate and they they show what soccer is is really about, and it's about you know. 
being out there and entertaining and giving the fans something to cheer about and that's what we aim to do this year and we aim to go as far as possible but you know Asheville was good but um, there's no place like home <laughs> for sure. I remember the night last year when you came back just to visit mm-hmm. and you came to one of our matches and we had you in section 109 with the Chattahooligans yeah. and at the end of the match you stood up and said a few words and then you said next year I'm coming home and the section erupted. Yeah. yeah. What was that feeling like? It's just ridiculous. I've got a picture with me and Brissy and um, Galen holding the postal sign. Oh, uh, yes. I've got it in my room um, at home. And uh, every time I look at it, it's like, you know, there's these thousands of fans just, you know, out, you know, who've got my back on everything. And it's, it's just, I'm like, why do you guys like me? You know, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, it's, it's very, it's very humbling. It's very humbling. And especially after you know situations like last night where you feel like everything's just turned on you you know you feel the whole world on your shoulders you feel so guilty and yet the fans still chant your name at the end of the game even though you're the one that's kind of messed it up for for everyone <laughs> it, it's very it's a very humbling it's very very humbling and very touching because you know, i'm not worthy of that you know i you know i'm just i'm just tom and i'm just <laughs> here to here to play but you know, I'm very thankful. It was a great feeling to come back, and I, you know, I, I, I love being here. Really, really love it. And as I've said, we're so happy to have you. Oh, thank you. Well, me too. And it's a, you know, not many players get the chance to play at this level, play in front of the crowds that we play in front of. Um, we're a blessed bunch of lads oh, to be yes. able to do what we do uh, on a regular basis uh, in front of the best fans of the country in a great city as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're 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 very fortunate, very lucky, and we don't take it for granted. You can't, you can't afford to because <laughs> you know this career, this type of career, this game doesn't last forever. Mm-hmm. You ain't got long, so you gotta embrace it and enjoy it for what it is—the highs and the lows, and you know everything like that. So yeah, it's it's great. The fans are incredible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so speaking of, you have a wonderful little nickname to the Chattahooligans, Tommy Salsa. Yeah. Can you tell That's us great. how you earned that nickname? I have I have no idea. A fan came up to me the other day and he was like, "I'm the one that, that started the name and." It was a. I was here for the tryouts mm-hmm. uh, back in twenty. Oh gosh, twenty spring of twenty fourteen. And we we're playing against Carson Newman here. Mm-hmm. And I'd heard that all these players have this have have had they, you know they have songs and whatever. I knew Gregor had a song, and <laughs> you know I thought I wonder if I get one. Like, what's it gonna be? Because my name can be difficult to pronounce. And lo and behold, I you know I made a save um, in the game and. Next minute, I hear Tommy Salsa, and I'm like, "What is this? Like, this sounds pretty cool. Like, and it's stuck with me. Like, all the teammates call me Salsa, like, or Tommy. You know, I don't go by Tom anymore. You know, it's it's very cool. Even my friends back home call me call me Salsa. Oh my god, no, it's great. And so it's it's stuck, and it's that again. That is just so cool. You know, mm-hmm. I never thought I'd ever get a nickname. Oh, that's so. You know, fun. just to hear it. I mean, every time you know you make a save in a game and they start chanting, it just makes you feel so confident and so lucky. And they sure know how to make you feel, you know, good about yourself. Not in an arrogant way, but just a uh, wow, like a humbling way. You know. And, right. Um, no, salsa is a. <laughs> it's very cool. It's very very cool. It's. Uh, I really like it. I was going to ask, like do you have like a hidden talent as a salsa dancer that we don't know about? Or no, I cannot <laughs> dance at all. There was a video of me and Humberto uh, a few weeks back in the warm up, just <laughs> having a little jiggle going on, and it's it's terrible. Humberto's good, but I'm tragic. I can't dance. I've got no moves, no moves whatsoever. So uh... yeah. So you played soccer in college as well, right? I did, yeah. I played at Lee University, which is in Cleveland, Tennessee, mm-hmm. just down the road. I loved it there. Loved it there, yeah. 
Uh, so right. playing for CFC is different from playing in college. So what are some of the unique responsibilities that you have with CFC that may not exist at college or vice versa? It's just more expectation here, I think. You're playing at a higher level, you're playing in front of bigger crowds, uh, more experienced players, more physical players, so the demands are, are higher um, as a player and as a person. You know, we have responsibilities um, to go out and represent the club at a higher level. And you have that in college, but, you know, just here you're representing not just a club but a city as well, whereas in college you're kind of more just representing the, the college. And that's still a big, you know, it's a big a big thing, but here it's just it just escalates a little bit more, so... You know, you've always got to um, project yourself in the best way possible and I think it's just performing regularly for the fans because they pay that's nothing that these people these fans they're paying money week in week out year on year season on season to come and watch us play so you know it's part of our you know responsibility and, and, and role to be able to give back you know a trophy or you know at least a successful season for that so the expectations are higher you know, you've got to be consistent as a player um, you know and the most important thing in these type of scenes is to enjoy it and embrace it because there ain't any other club in the MPSL maybe you look at Detroit that get a fan base like we get um, so you have to enjoy it and embrace it while you've got it yeah. you know even when I was at Asheville last year you know their crowd you know their, their fans are great but it, it ain't nothing Ain't nowhere near. Ain't there's no there's no one there's nowhere near as much class as mm -hmm. these guys have, and that's a huge tribute to them, you know, for who they are and what they represent. So, yeah. So you mentioned going up to Detroit a couple weeks ago for that. What was that experience like? That was a, a an, an incredible experience, honestly. Just it was a very different atmosphere because here at Finley, the stadium is kind of more up and out, so the volume projects kind of up and away. Mm -hmm. Whereas in, in Detroit at Keyworth, the, 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 the stands were so close to the to the field and everything was right there. So you had five, six thousand blasting right out on both sides, not just one side of the of the stadium. So it was it was a very interesting atmosphere. Um, I mean all the smoke as well. I couldn't Charlie scored the goal and I could I didn't even know what happened because I was at the other end. Mm -hmm. I couldn't see. All I heard was cheering and everyone hugging. So I presumed that we <laughs> we'd score, but I, I literally I, I couldn't see through the wow. through the flares and through the smoke and stuff. So very unique atmosphere, very cool atmosphere. Um, you know, and uh, like I said, as a, as a player, as a person, to get the opportunity to play in front of crowds and you know in, in atmospheres like that where you know I'm getting abused at the other end by by fans <laughs> telling me you know whatever they want to say <laughs> it's great it's good fun it's mm -hmm. good fun so you know yeah. so in an environment as loud as that both at home and in somewhere like keyworth yeah. is it difficult to communicate with your defenders when you're in goal can be yeah um you just gotta it's not necessarily the volume it's more the the way you, you say things kind of gets across it's not about for a keeper it's not about uh, commentating on the game you've just got to be short sharp straight to the point um can be tough they sometimes don't hear but that's when you've got to try and you know step forward and lean into it a bit more and mm -hmm. you know just my voice was hurting last night a little oh bit just because you know they sometimes don't hear you but mm -hmm. you've got to do everything you can to make sure they they hear you um but it can be difficult it can be difficult at, at times but most of the time it's common sense you don't have to say too much for them to mm -hmm. to hear they can hear just a left shoulder right shoulder step mm -hmm. up drop off hold yeah. you know little little things like that so um, can be difficult at times, but it's all about knowing the personnel in the back in the back four and being comfortable with your teammates and mm -hmm. having a good understanding of each other, you know, like that. So a lot of um, trust there. 
a lot of trust. You got to you got to have trust in each and every one of the guys that are there in front of you, and they've got to trust me ultimately. They've got to they've got to think. You know, if things don't don't go well for them and a mistake happens, they've got to think. Okay, well, if I do mess up, I've got you know we've got defenders behind us, or we've got a, key, a good keeper behind us who's going to save save me if if I need it. So you know, it's one of those worries for a goalkeeper. <laughs> it's just me. So you know, I don't sometimes don't have anyone there, but sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. So that's yeah. the that's the that's the beauty of being in the position that I'm in. You know, a lot of responsibility, and it's always a lot of growth. It's always oh, a lot yeah. of growth, so it's awesome. good. Yeah. Let's shift gears a little bit. Um, we're going to play with my jar here. So Love it. If you've been listening to the Nougat Bell podcast, you know what the jar is. But for new listeners, I've got this little mason jar filled with colorful pieces of paper with questions and just fun things to talk about. So we'll draw a couple and talk, and we can each answer Sweet. each other's questions. Go ahead. So I have, what is your hidden talent? And my hidden talent, it's not really hidden, but I love to bake. Really? And yes, I love it. And I just made a batch of brownies with a milk stout from a local brewery. Wow. And they were, like, some of the best brownies I've ever made. Wow. So, Very good. Do you they, do cakes as well? Um, I... Or are you more just a brownie? Uh, brownies, awesome. cupcakes, and cookies mostly. Nice. Um, I would like to make a cake eventually. I made one for my birthday back in November. How was it? It was good. Was um, it chocolate? Uh, vanilla. Vanilla. Okay, sweet. Yeah. Yeah, so um, nice, yeah. So I did that, yeah. but I, cool. I leave the cakes to Shelly. She's the cake queen. Oh, is she? <laughs> she is, yeah. Nice. What about you? Cool. Hidden, hidden talent. Good grief. Um, I can't sing, but I can do a good impression of Michael Jackson. <laughs> um, Man in the Mirror. That's my nice. go-to. Um, so I did that actually at my friend's wedding two years ago. The bride, she asked me to literally do a performance in the middle of the, oh in the, middle of the wedding. Yeah, <laughs> she was like, please, please, please. So... I wouldn't say it's a talent, but it's something that I'll that I'll do if mm-hmm. if people uh, are asking. Oh, that's and, funny. Yeah, so it takes a lot, but it's it's fun. It's a good laugh. Nice. So yeah, but that's talent. Yeah, but it's just just a bit of banner. Yeah, just a bit of banner. So yeah, go it's for good. It. Next one. Yes. All right, let's go here. So we have the one movie or book I'll never got tired of is. Oh, I think for me the movie. One of my favorite movies is The Internship with uh, Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson. Have you seen it? Uh, no, I don't think I've seen that one. It's very funny. Uh, It's one of my favorites. It's one that I always love to to watch and it makes me laugh. I just love Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson Mm -hmm. together. I think they're hilarious. I love Meet the... Meet the Fockers and uh, Meet the Parents. I just Robert De Niro just Mm -hmm. cracks me up so much in that movie. Mm -hmm. um, I could watch those time and time again. So they're kind of my my go-tos. So what about you? Sound of Music. Great. Yes. Movie. Yes. I love it. I love Julie it. Andrews is my hero. Really? Yes. Yeah, my mum loves that movie. I grew up watching that. that Me too. Movie and it's just, yeah, I absolutely love it. Great movie. Great choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah nice. it was one of those that my mom started me on when I was like three years old. Yeah. And of course, that young, I don't really understand the like historical implications and all that, but yeah. I love the music in it. Do a female yeah. yeah, great so song. So I yeah. grew up singing that and like all the songs from the movie, and yeah. I just kept watching it. And of course, the older I got, the more I understood like the story behind it yeah. and all of that. And it just I watch it pretty much every weekend. Yeah, it's yeah. my like wind down. After Long movie a though. Mm-hmm. I actually watched it on the plane, the plane flight home to England one time because it's like three and a half hour, yeah. th- you know, three hour. So that takes up you know a good chunk of time. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's do one more each. All right. Oh God, my go-to karaoke song. Whew. So 
I don't do karaoke often. The last time I did karaoke, I was out with some coworkers, and my coworker made me sing Love Yourself by Justin Bieber with her. How'd that go? Uh, it could have gone better, but um, <laughs> it, wasn't, better? <laughs> it wasn't bad, right. but uh, if I had to pick a go-to, I'd say Ocean Avenue by Yellow Card. Nice. Classic. Good song. Good song. Mm-hmm. Good song. I like it. Yeah, I mean, for me, like I said, it's funny that one came up. Uh, <laughs> I do Man in the Mirror, Michael Jackson, and um, Wonderwall by Oasis. Nice. And then um, Dancing in the Moonlight by Top Loader. Oh, that's such I'll a good one. I'll give that one a go as well. So, nice. Um, but yeah, when I do that, I did it on a cruise uh, two years ago. I did, um, I did uh, yeah, Wonderwall and the crowd. Like, I did Living on a Prayer as well. Oh, so that rocked it. Such yeah. a classic. Yeah, once I get into it, I'll, I'll go for it. Um, mm-hmm. I just need to be egged on a little bit to get up there and do it. And it's I'll, kind of I'll how I ahead. am. So, um, but it's a good laugh. So they're probably my go-to, yeah. go-to ones. All right, so. one more. All right, uh, let's go for this one right here. Um, we have my ideal meat and three plate is. Oh, um, that's a tough one. Um, I probably just. I'm very picky with food. I'm I a nightmare. I'm, a, I'm an absolute <laughs> disaster. I have ketchup with absolutely everything. Um, I'm, I'm a pain. I don't like hot. I can't do hot sauces. I, I like everything plain. Plain and boring. <laughs> kind of like me, you know? Um, yeah, you ask the, the family that I live with, it's so easy to cook for me. It's just... I think what I'd have is um, grilled chicken. Um, honestly, carrots broccoli and potatoes that's not bad yeah i, I love healthy. it maybe a bit of rice in there as well mm-hmm. yeah that's my favorite meal yeah that's what i would go to i'd yeah. say for me pulled pork barbecue yeah mac and cheese yeah um probably some type of fruit in there uh-huh. um and then let's see barbecue mac and cheese oh hush puppies so they're a very very southern thing if you haven't had them yet yeah, I ain't had them yet. Okay, so they're basically just like fried corn fritters. You make them out of like cornmeal and you make this real thick batter and then you just drop it in oil and fry it and they're oh. phenomenal. Oh, okay. So yeah, coming to the south, I, I had cornbread the other week. Mm-hmm. For the first time? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, it was just weird. Uh, no. Uh, it's really easy to mess up cornbread though. No, this one was, I mean it was... I just couldn't get my head around gotcha. corn bread. <laughs> I just couldn't do it. And then biscuits and gravy, I can't I can't do. I'm not a breakfast person, uh, okay. either, really. Um, so it's just different. It's mm-hmm. just different different culture and different yeah. foods. So, yeah. I was in England last month, actually. And the one Were you thing, really? Yeah, I was. Oh, where'd you get London? Uh, I went to London for a day, but I have friends who live in Cambridge. Okay, So cool. I went to see them. Yeah. Uh, got to go to an EPL match down at St. Mary's in Southampton. Which really? Was Between South- Southampton and who'd they play? Chelsea. Oh, oh, that game. Yeah. Oh, because wasn't it? Was it three-two Chelsea? Yeah. They were tuning it up, weren't they? Southampton. Mm-hmm. I remember watching it here at my yeah. friend's house. What a game that was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was wow. something else. Yeah. But the one thing I was looking forward to the most was a full English breakfast. Did you I get it? I love a full English. Yeah, it's pretty good, isn't it? Yeah. Did we... you have black pudding? Uh, that I did not. That's like pig's brains and yeah. guts and all that <laughs> did stuff. Did not have that. It's horrible. Yeah. And yeah. I got a steak pie. Nice steak and ale pie. It was steak, steak, steak and kidney. Steak no, kidney pie? It was no? steak and onion, maybe. Okay. But I do love a good steak and ale pie. Yeah, yeah. So good. I do miss English foods, mm-hmm. especially the chocolate. Yeah. I'm a chocoholic. Oh my god. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I, I sweets are my downfall. Yeah. So. so speaking of English foods, yeah. Are you a tea guy? 
Yes, huge. But now I've, well, I am, but I've been converted to coffee as well now. Oh, okay. Hated coffee up until my senior year. I was doing finals and I was um, out for, you know, my teacher was like, hey, do you want to come and grab coffee? And I was like, sure, but I don't like coffee. So I went to Dunkin' Donuts. He was like, what do you want? And I was like, well, I'll just, I guess I'll have a black coffee with milk or whatever. And then the next day I woke up early to study and I was like, oh my gosh, I want a coffee. <laughs> and then that was it. So I drink That's a lot more happens. I drink a lot more coffee over here when I go home. The amount of cups of tea I have, mm -hmm. that's all I drink when yeah. I'm home. It's ridiculous. The amount of tea bags and milk I go through, it's, it's insane. I loved so. being in England because it was socially acceptable for me to drink my body weight in tea every day. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, I loved it. Pretty much. Yeah, so yeah, what's yeah. your perfect cup of tea? Uh, obviously boil it in the, in the kettle. Now there's a thing, right? So people every, always go on about, do you put the tea bag in first and then pour the water in and then put the milk in or do you put the tea bag in with the milk? And I'm telling you now, you do not put the tea bag in with the milk. My dad does it and it really annoys me. Like I, I don't know why he does this and he, I, I tell him it's wrong. Yeah. No, but he's like, yeah, it's not right. So for me, it's, it's, you know, getting the tea bag in there, pouring the hot water in, stirring the tea bag, squeezing it out and then putting like a little bit of milk and I like mine kind of solid not too milky yeah so I like it strong me um, too so no sugar don't do sugar in, in tea that's mm -hmm. ugh. No. <laughs> when no. I came back so. I think I brought back 10 boxes of tea what uh, brand um I brought back some twinings yeah uh, Morrison's. Nice. And yeah. We went to, is it Whittard's? Whittard's? Uh huh. Whittard's, yeah. yeah. At Covent Garden. Nice. And okay. I brought back a few of those. Oh, good. Good, I, good, good. I think my friend and I spent two hours in there just like smelling everything. And yeah, they had there's a whole so bunch many of, different flavors. Yeah. I brought back mango bergamot green tea and it is so good. Is it really? Yes. Wow. It's Never really heard of that. light. Is it? Yeah. You put milk in with it as well, or uh, not just that you one. just you just leave it with? Okay. Just that. Right. I put a little bit of honey in it if I need it. Everyone does that with tea. Everyone puts honey in. I've never done that. Is that tied to? Me? I've heard you do that when you're not feeling well. Yeah. Right. I'll do yeah. that. Okay. Um. Yeah. And then I brought back some like lavender Earl Grey. That's super good. Uh -huh. and, and then just some like basic English breakfast, right. some yeah. afternoon tea. Nice. I have like a whole basket in my apartment that's just filled with tea and coffee. <laughs> nice. See, that's that's great. I I do miss. See over here, like, it, I, I don't know. I don't know whether it's uh, being in America, but like, you know, you've got the Keurigs. No one really has kettles, mm -hmm. and so like the tea go. I've noticed my tea, and my coffee go cold dead Real quick. quick. Yeah. Whereas in England, my t my dad gets the you know he'll do his cup of tea and he's down in it, and I'm thinking, how the heck <laughs> do you down that? It's boiling, and I leave it for like 10, 20 minutes. And he's like, drink your tea, it's gonna get cold, and I'm like. I'm not like you. I can't <laughs> drink my tea straight out the the boiling kettle. Yeah. But over here it goes cold there quick, so I have to keep putting it like in the microwave yeah. and keep it going and stuff. So I had a yeah. kettle for a little bit, and I just wasn't using it as much. So I give gave it me. It, I love it. <laughs> I gave it back to my parents actually. Oh nice. Um, nice. but I also got my parents live in a small town in North Carolina, and they have a real big antique shop there. And I found a percolator for like a what? uh, it's a coffee maker. But oh, okay. You put it in like a basket in the top, and then you fill it with water, and it splashes the water like upwards to brew it. Wow, interesting. But okay. it keeps it super hot. Really? Yeah. What's it called again? A uh, percolator. Huh. Yeah, I've never heard of that. But I got this Sounds one. It was cool. like eight dollars, and they usually run twenty to forty, depending Save on. Save a lot of money there. Yeah. Days. It was for great you. though. So I yeah. use it on the weekends. Yeah, sweet. Yeah, yeah. I love cool. it. It was a great purchase. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. yeah. All right, awesome. 
We're going to shift gears a little bit, and we've got something special for our listeners. Yeah. Tom, you want to tell us what they got? Yeah, we got you guys two tickets um, for which game is it? The July 4th. July 4th. Oh, great day. Great mm-hmm. day. Um, so, yeah, we have two tickets right here to give away. Um, so, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. How, how um, works, so, just yeah. stay tuned to the Nougat Bell on Facebook. That's the Nougat Bell Facebook page. And there'll be more information on that coming soon. But two Sweet. tickets to one lucky listener. Yes. We're excited to give these away. Yes. So, Switching gears. I've yeah. got some Shadow Hooligan submitted questions. Oh, let's go. Love the hooligans. Yes. All right. My people. Probably the most important question I got that I got from about six people. How should the supporter section behave when you're defending a goal kick or a penalty kick or whatever? Loud. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I know Gregor wanted it quiet. Mm-hmm. Nah, for me. I mean, I, I've only been in one penalty shootout here and it was against Reading two years ago mm-hmm. in the US Open Cup. I'm usually, I am horrific at penalties. Like I've never been good at them. And um, that day was a whole weird day. But for me, you know, um, I loved having the crowd being loud and you know, it just, it gears you up a little bit more. So yeah, if we ever get in that situation again and I'm there, please be as loud and as crazy as possible. So yeah, it it spurs spurs me on. Yeah, so, cause they're they're there to be loud and it's, you know, they're out, you know, they're out supporting. So don't be quiet guys, be loud. (laughs) Awesome. Yell and scream. Do you have any match day superstitions? Um, used to. I used to be a very. Uh, yeah, I, I used to, but not not anymore, really. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to think. I used to. At Man, when I was at Man City back in the day, on our socks, it, used to, it had the left and the right thing, and I used to just pick them up. And, I'd, and if I got. If I happened to pick up the left one for my left leg first, then it was going to be a good day, type mm. thing. But that was stupid. So, <laughs> and then I realized that that was just dumb. Um, you know, goalkeepers, some of them have uh, put the right glove on first, then left boot, then left hand, then right boot. Mm-hmm. And they have all these different things. But for me, no, it's not going to determine whether I play or not. What determines if I play or not is if I prepared correctly, if I have a good warm up, if I'm feeling confident. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, if I've prepared well. So, yeah. you know, it's just one of those, really. And how you train. Oh, yeah, yeah, for how sure. You train. If you train poorly, you're going to play poorly. Mm-hmm. So, um, train the way you play. Mm-hmm. That's enough confidence. Who do you think is CFC's biggest on-field rival? On-field rival? Oh, in the league? Um, oh, gosh, that's a tough one. Our biggest on-field rival? I'm trying to think of all the, of all the teams. Um, I think Knoxville can be pretty, you know, just because they're local. Mm-hmm. Um, that can be pretty rough. New Orleans is, a, is a, always a physical, rough battle. Um, As we've seen. <laughs> yeah. Um, Trying to trying to think, Asheville I think will be will be competitive um, for us going forward. Um, the biggest. I'm trying to think of the teams. Um, International. Yeah, well, they're kind of new, aren't they? So I don't. I'm not sure if we'll. I think they could be. I'd probably say New Orleans, especially with the with the crowd, because you know what they're like when we go down there. Oh, yeah. They are they are ruthless. So mm-hmm. you know that's always a big. Well, I think any team that you play against should be a big rival. I don't think you can take any team for granted. Um, I think you've got to treat every team for what they are, mm-hmm. um, but respect them and not take anything for granted. Because even if you're down at the bottom of the league, you know you can. You've seen it with you know in the Premier League this year, things can change and yeah. teams can produce absolute worldly results. So you know it's important just to take each team for what they are mm-hmm. and don't take them for granted. Really. Yeah. Um, so. 
Another good one that I like. When you explain Chattanooga, the city, and CFC, the club, to your friends and family at home, how do you do it? I say that it is, if you come to a game, it's an experience that you'll never have like anywhere else. This is a unique experience. It's a unique fan base. The city itself is, is beautiful. I, I love it here. I want to live here mm-hmm. for, for the rest of my life. Um, I'd love to get married here. Um, you know, I, I love I love Chattanooga for what it is, for what it's given me. Um, you know, the club is very special for what it's done in ten years. Um, the way the owners and the you know Sean and, and Bill and you know all the staff have have you know promoted the club and got us to playing against teams like FC Dallas and Seattle. Full credit goes to them and the passion and you know the desire that everybody has at this club to be successful. It it, it shines through and you know it's it's an honor. To be to be a part of it, really. To say in the future, say my kids one day I played for this club and you know we were successful in that time. You know it's it's great, and I say the fans are incredible. And you know whenever my friends come over, I'm like, hey, you gotta come to this game. You gotta come. You gotta come. You gotta come. And so and we love got, hearing that. Yeah, I've actually got a friend coming over uh, next week. He's doing Camp America. Um, so he's gonna hopefully hopefully come into to a few. Oh, that'd be so, so fun! He's excited. So, Yay! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I love so, hearing that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's one of those things. I think the club is just getting so much bigger. And whenever anyone thinks of Chattanooga now, they think, oh, the soccer team, you know. And it's down to the fans. You know, Galen and Andrew, they do, and all the fans really do such a good job in, you know, promoting and getting pe- more people out there and being welcoming to new fans. All I see on the page is, you know fans saying how welcome they felt um, and being invited over and that's what it's all about it's about family it's about bringing people together through sport and be a part of that um, to be to be you know a little a little small snippet of that is is a blessing so oh, yeah. yeah yeah i love it yeah ah. it's it's very good uh so switching up a little bit to talking more about like global soccer um what is the difference between, or the biggest difference between developing talent like in England versus the US from what you've seen? Uh, well, first of all, I think, you know, soccer is on the up over here. I think it's gaining more and more publicity. Um, I, I do think one day the MLS will be eventually the biggest league in the world. I think it will overtake the Premier League way down the line, but I think it will one day. Um, over in England, the academy systems are just a lot more. Um, they're a lot more up to date and that's just because soccer has been in England way longer than it has in, in America that's just what it is and it's down to the money you know in England football or soccer is the main sport so all money everything gets put into that whereas here you've got your baseball you've got your football you've got your basketball all these other sports that have been here longer and if I've got I've got like a, big, a lot bigger fan base you know they're getting all the money and all the and all the input, so it's it's tough. But I think with clubs like ourselves, you know, show what it's all about. It's only going to help it grow. Okay. Um, but the difference is just the the way the academy systems work in England. You know, you get picked up at a young age and you go through and through, and they develop you consistently. You know, every day throughout your, your youth, and that's how they that's how they do it. So I think that's the biggest thing. I think you know, as some academies over here, the cost of it as well is it is can be sometimes a turn off to families because they can't they can't afford the, the, what it is and you know that's okay but I think you know if, you know I don't know what academies charge I, I have no idea but I've heard it's from families I've heard it's a little bit it can be a little bit costly for some places um, so that might be another reason why <clears throat> you know the, the 
US didn't get in the World Cup this year, which is devastating, honestly. Um, and maybe it's to do with not enough youth being being pushed through. So I don't know though. I'm not an expert. <laughs> so that's just my yeah. opinion. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of World Cup, England's getting getting, getting ready. ready. Yeah. yeah. What are your predictions? Uh, um, it's tough. It's a young squad. Um, it's it's a very young. The average age is like 24, 25. Oh wow. Very young. So, thing is that they're going to go one of two ways. Either they'll play with freedom, uh, no worry, and go and do what no one thinks they can do. Mm-hmm. And because of because they'll be playing with freedom and no worries, they may go out and you know play just relaxed and everything but then the inexperience could could cost them um but i think it's the right move um by the manager um i I, I don't know i don't know i'm hoping i I try not to get too optimistic because most of the time england england breaks us every, (laughs) every every time we always get excited and you know especially with the you know there's been a whole thing this year with the goalkeepers of england and You know Joe Hart whether he's going to go or not, and he's not. I think that's another brave move. I think it's the right move. Um, so we'll see. It's going to be young goalkeepers, and as we know, goalkeeping is is important. So they've got to be on the on the thing. So I'd like to think we'd make it out the group. Mm-hmm. I'd like to think we'd make it to the to the quarterfinal at least. Mm-hmm. But in the Euros, look what happened. So I, I don't <laughs> know. I, I I'm choosing not to get too. Yeah. Too hyped up, so I'm cheering for England to this avoid year. disappointment. Are you? Yeah. Okay. Because the US is out, so good, 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 good. England's I think, got my support. Then they'll, I think, hoping they'll do okay. I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited. I'm just excited for soccer games every day, mm-hmm. all day, every day. So yeah. that's what I'm excited for, and just football, 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 football. <laughs> so it's great. I yeah. can't wait. So. Yeah, it'll be great. I yep. remember. I think the first World Cup that I really watched was the 2010. Really? Yeah. Oh, so yeah, you saw, yep. Yeah, when US beat us. Yeah, I remember that. Goalkeeping error. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I remember the 2014, uh, we actually had that on the TV at the internship I had that summer. And we actually took like a big meeting room and scheduled like a lunch meeting when the US was playing, I think Germany, mm-hmm. I think. And we had like a lunch meeting nice. to watch the US match. So that was cool. Not a bad way to have lunch. No, yeah. it was great. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then the Euro a couple years ago was really good. And cool. that was yeah. when, was that the year Iceland had their big Cinderella year? Against us, yes. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's why I refuse to get carried away because gotcha. we most of the time <laughs> screw up against, no disrespect to Iceland, but we, you know, we screw up against teams that with all due respect, we should be beating. Mm-hmm. Um, we bottle it. <laughs> so, I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. So. Oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah. Alright, this is my potpourri section of just anything Ooh, and everything. Sweet, go ahead. What tips and advice would you give to a young, aspiring goalkeeper? First and foremost, you've got to enjoy it. Um, if you don't enjoy something, you don't do it. Truth. I think, you know, for, for a goalkeeper, it's, it's about just... You know, being as consistent as possible, um, and working hard, and you know, just accepting mistakes when they happen. Um, how I look at it is, I'm we're humans, and as a goalkeeper, you're going to make more mistakes than more, than than others. It's going to be more noticeable. But the the point is, it's it's then in that moment, it's a chance for you to learn, to reflect, and to get better. Mm-hmm. So don't ever take you know discouragement in a mistake. Um, and just go out there and play with no fear because um, you can't afford to play with fear if you if it ever as a goalkeeper if you play with fear it then projects into the rest of the into the rest of the team so 
going out there enjoying it working hard and and you know having fun really that's the that's the main thing and just doing your best giving your best in everything that you do in life not just you know whatever you know you've got to give 100 percent. so that's my biggest tips and advice as, as young goalkeepers you know so relevant question what do you know now that you would tell your younger self both or it could be soccer related or just life in general <laughs> um that I can achieve things. For instance, getting a degree. Mm-hmm. Never in a million, six, seven years ago would I have thought I'd have got a degree in college. Um, I'm not, I'm, I've never been one that's been con- that's been a confident person in myself. So it's taken a lot for me to, you know, get to where I am now in terms of my confidence because I'm, I'm I'm a different person to what to what to what, to what I was you know six years ago. I found. The Lord as well. I became a Christian, so that was a huge turning point in my life. And just through that, I've been able to realize that I, if I put my mind to things and really just work hard, results do come. And you know, I'm getting a master's degree as well now. So oh, I'm congrats. going, I'm going all, all and above that I never thought I ever would have. So what's your master's in? Business. Oh, awesome! Yeah, so I like know. MBA? So uh, it's like uh, master's in management, business oh, management. Cool. So. Awesome. Um, just, yeah, if I could go back, I'd say, you know, be more confident. It's going to be okay. You're going to, you're going to get to where you want to be. You know, just work hard and stay, have a vision. You've got, I think, at our age, you've got to have a vision of what you want to do. And even if it's the most ridiculous thing in the world, <laughs> you've got to strive for whatever you feel you can do and never, and never give up, really. That's the, that's the big thing, you know, just believe in yourself. You have to believe in yourself, not just as a player, but as a, as a human being, you know, and, you know, it makes me feel very humbling when, you know, I'm able to have a positive impact on all these people's lives through the game. Mm-hmm. Very humbling. Very, it's very, it, it is, it is. It, you go back home and you just sit and think like, wow, <laughs> wow, aren't I, how lucky am I? You know, I'm out here in America playing football in front of thousands. I, I know people that are stacking shelves in Tesco back home or, you know, they're working behind a bar and they're miserable you know, and they're in debt and everything. And I'm, you know, sometimes I get worked up about things and I'm like, you know, it's not all, it's not all that bad. I'm very blessed. I'm very lucky to be doing what I'm doing, you know. So be confident and embrace everything that you have in life because life can change in the blink of an eye and it can cut, you know, never know what's going to happen. So live each day as if it's your last. (laughs) So, yeah. Uh, Which CFC player has an off-the-pitch talent that we may not know about? Ooh... That's tough. Past or present, CFC. Anyone that you've played with. Hidden talent that we may not know about. God. <laughs> Asking wow. hard questions. That, that is a tough one because there's been so many plays that I've, that I've played with here. Gosh, uh, I can't remember who submitted that one, but I read it and was like, ooh. That's a, that's a really tough one. You may have to give me a minute on that one. <laughs> um, hidden talent. You know what? I don't know. That's really that's really got me. That has. I can't think. Oh wow. That's a good question. I think that was Jonathan Hunter. So you've stopped Tommy Salsa or stumped him. Hidden talent. Good grief. Um, just trying to think of all the players. I think what's good. Has Greg got anything? Let me think. Oh my gosh. That's really that is really tough. Jonathan's got me there. <laughs> Give me a minute. I'll I'll figure some out. Okay. Do you want to come back to that one? Yeah, let me come back to that one. Yeah. All right. Who have we not seen much of yet this season that we should be excited about? 
should be excited about. Uh, I know he's played every game, but he's, we haven't had that many games. Everson Lima. Oh yeah. Back. He's solid. He's played pro. He's big. He's huge. <laughs> he's a monster. Um, so cool, calm and collected. Um, just you feel comfortable with him in, in front of you. Um, I think Juan Sanchez at the back as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I love and, Dan- and Daniel as well. Daniel Valenciano. Yeah. They're all new guys and they're certainly, mm-hmm. you know, producing the goods on the, on the day. So I love the vibe between Juan Sanchez and Pierre. Yeah, and, P- and Pierre. Pierre, I, oh my gosh. Pierre just, he's like a little dancer. He just <laughs> skips in and out. You know, there's, and Stephen Roker as well, who's been playing at the back. Just guys who you know have come in and have done a job and charlie you know, clark too uh, charlie as well i mean yeah i mean the guy's scoring goals for fun and right <laughs> you know he, he can do that he you know i played against him in college when he was at brian i was at lee that was our big big games um and he's was always a nightmare to, to play against so yeah there's a few there's a few out there everyone needs to be to be looking out so yeah so exciting yeah do you have a favorite shadow hooligan song I love the, <laughs> the tequila one. Yes. Yeah, tequila. And then, um, were they doing like a swaying one last night? Uh, uh, it's a piano man. Yeah, so I like that. Like, was all right. Score a circle. You're the CFCs. Yeah, that was funny. And I see my. I, I'm sometimes like humming along to it when I'm playing. I'm like, I can't be doing this. Like, you know. So. I think Greg has said he used to do that. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. You do. You do. You just kind of. Going along with it, and um, so yeah, yeah. There's there's a few, but I like the tequila one just because it's funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so, kind of gets you in a little. Yeah, bit. it does. Yeah, yeah. Um, funniest guy in the locker room. Funniest. Ha. <laughs> <Ha! laughs> um, gosh, that's a tricky one because there's a load of funny guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think, who was it the other day that was saying some funny stuff? David David Perez is funny. Oh, I love David. David DP's got some good banter, um, <laughs> and I was with him at least, so I know what yeah. he what he's got. Um, David David is funny, and um, Pierre's got a little bit as well, to be fair. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there's a few comedians. Humberto's funny. Oh, yeah. I have a good laugh with Humberto. <laughs> yeah, Humberto's got some got some good banter. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, there's, there's a few funny guys. We're a good team. We're a good. We're all together. This year especially, it's it's really tight. So Charlie's funny. Charlie Clark. Yeah. Funny. Yeah. Yeah, he's funny. So there's a few. Who talks the most trash? Locker room and pitch. <laughs> most trash. <laughs> I can't take credit for these questions. Uh, who talks the most? Trash? Juan love. Juan gives a bit when he. Which uh, one? Hernandez when oh, he's playing yeah. uh, football, footy, tennis at the start of practice. Mm-hmm. He, you know, he, he wins a lot, and so he's like, "Come on, next guys, next guys, you guys can't be me." So he he gives it a little bit. He yeah. he likes to, to give a bit. Um, so Daniel as well, oh, Daniel Manciano yeah. gives a gives a little bit. So yeah, there's a few guys that love mm-hmm. to love to throw it out there and stuff. So yeah. Who can kick a goal kick farther, you or Humberto? Wow, that's a tough one. <laughs> when I'm hitting it well, I think I can hit it pretty far. I think. It, we're very even, even pegged on that actually. Gregor would stump us completely. Oh, yeah. Gregor had a leg that was the size of Chattanooga itself, <laughs> so he could hit that ball for miles. So, yeah, I think we're even level pegged with that. So, we're both pretty good distribution wise. So, um, yeah. yeah. Favorite international clubs? International clubs? Yeah. 
I know you played for Man City for a bit. Mm-hmm. I'm a Liverpool fan. Liverpool? Mm, huge Liverpool fan, so I'm Aww. disappointed with last night. Yeah, I'm gutted. So. Are you from that area in England? Yeah, yeah, about mm-hmm. half an hour away from okay. that. So, um, did you see the game yesterday? I did not, uh, no. Okay. Did you hear about it? I heard about it. Yeah, I played the goalkeeper for Liverpool. I played with him at Man City, so oh, I, wow. I know him really well. Nice. Um, so, I I can't even imagine what he's, what Loris is going through. But uh, Liverpool, I love. I've always liked Newcastle. Mm-hmm. Don't know why, just had a, had a thing for Newcastle. Really like it. Uh, Man City, I, you know, because I've been there and they helped me with everything that I've got to at this point. Um, so Man City, I have to follow, but Liverpool, I'm, I'm, I'm big, yeah. big, yeah, huge, huge <laughs> Liverpool fan. You'll never walk alone and yeah, just love it. Love what the club's about, love the history and yeah, love Anfield. Mm-hmm. no place like Anfield, so oh, yeah. yeah, it's great. And the last one we'll wrap up with, three non-soccer items on your bucket list. Non-soccer items on my bucket list, as in like what I, Things you want to do before you die? Skydive. Oh, okay. Yeah, I want to skydive. And there's one in Jasper, apparently, mm-hmm. that, that I can do. I need to, yeah. to do that. Um, um, there's one, I think, around Lookout Mountain, too. Yeah, I've a heard that. Because a couple of my coworkers have done it. Yeah, so I want to skydive because I'm not afraid of heights. So, oh, bless you. Yeah, no, I'm not afraid of heights, so that doesn't, that doesn't bother me. Um, oh, God, that's a great question. Who came up with this? Andrew. Nice. Good job, Andrew. <laughs> um, I think, yeah, skydiving for one. Um, I think I'd like to, you know, I've done a lot of traveling, but I'd like to travel a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, so Bora Bora, I really want to Ooh, go to. Yeah. Tropical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I've seen pictures and it looks pretty mm. pretty sweet. <laughs> um, and then I think just oh, one more thing that I really want to do. These are really tough questions. <laughs> one more thing I want to do. <clears throat> I think one day I'd. <laughs> you know, because before you do these things, you think of like what type of question we're going to ask, and you try and plan. And it, when you come to it, you can just go completely, mm-hmm. completely blank. Uh, so yeah, skydive. I think traveling, and then um, yeah, I want to set up my own academy. You know, Ooh, so awesome. that's one thing I. Re- I'm, that's one of my big, big aims in life mm-hmm. to set up my my own kind of soccer academy and build that up um, and be able to try and create a ministry out of it as well. Oh, that's awesome. So that's one big personal goal that I, mm-hmm. that I have. So I'd love to, this is kind of a stupid one, but I'd love to go, I'm always interested, when I'm watching movies, mm-hmm. I'm always interested as to how it all works, how the cameras work, how all the, how everything, how, I'd love to go to a movie set and oh, yeah. watch how a movie is, is created and see how much stopping and starting there is. I don't know, I just have a weird kind of, Thing, but I'm always like, I wonder where that camera is, and that is, mm-hmm. if they cut it there. They don't, I don't know. I don't know. But that's yeah. that, that would be cool. It'd be kind of interesting just to to, yeah. to do that. So. So you said yeah. you've traveled a lot. Um, yeah. What have been some of the favorite places you've been to? Uh, Abu Dhabi, by far the nicest. Oh really? Place. Yeah, that's amazing. Been there five times. Wow. With Man City, yeah, and Dubai as well. Then I've been to um, Germany, Holland, Spain, America, Belgium, um, Italy. France, mm-hmm. Abu Dhabi, Dubai, just with football, just awesome. going everywhere. And but Abu Dhabi was the best. Abu Dhabi, I, I, I'd love to go back there again. That was unbelievable. So my dream Europe trip 
is I want to do Southern Germany, Austria, and Switzerland. Sound of music. Yeah, and I want <laughs> yeah. to hit Salzburg just yeah. so I can like walk around and do yeah. all the sound of music yeah. stuff. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. a bunch of travel bloggers I follow <clears> have <throat> been there. And one did like the sound. The house of music is still tour. there, apparently. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, 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 that massive, huge. I just want house. to like do the do re mi scene where I like walk around the fountains and go up the stairs and do my Julie Andrews. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I think that would be one of my bucket list yeah. items. Yeah, I love That's it. Cool. Yeah, that I would do, be pretty cool. I do want to go back to England again, and I really want to hit Liverpool, Manchester, kind of more like northern. north. Yeah, Lake District. Yeah, my parents live there. They've got a bed and breakfast. Oh, nice! So yeah, Lock Home Bed and Breakfast. Uh, if you guys want to check it out, awesome. so it's I'll really good. That. Yeah, Lock Home Bed and Breakfast. Um, type it in on Google and it'll come straight up. Awesome. They've my parents, yeah, parents own that and they've done they've done a great job with it. So, oh, awesome! Yeah. Good to know. So they've got a Facebook page and a Twitter page. So everyone, cool. please give them a like and a share and a follow. They do a really good job. So. That's yeah. fabulous! Yeah, oh man! It's nice, isn't it? Yeah, you look out the window and it's just hills and valleys mm-hmm. and mountains and sheep and grass and <laughs> there's walks everywhere and so it's great if anyone wants to go yeah check it out awesome so. i love it well yeah. we're gonna wrap this up here tom thank you so much for joining you're welcome um, thank you very much for having me where can we follow you on social media uh i have a twitter account it's um tom Holsel one um and then same with instagram uh tom Holsel one and then just my facebook yeah just awesome. my name so cool. yeah it's all that i'll plug that so. in the show notes afterwards awesome thank but you yeah so glad to have had you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah, That's this has been episode awesome. 11 of the Nougat Bell podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Bye.